And welcome to another classic WoW with Mal podcast. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We'll be talking about the biggest news on Grobulus this past weekend, Grobchella. What an amazing event that was. We're going to be talking a little bit about this queue situations, Blizzard's response, and also take a look at how Alterac Valley weekend has played out and some of the issues that have definitely been re-noticed about that. And as always, we'll be talking about our great server of Grobulus. But first, how are you doing today, Myth? Not too bad, not too bad. Just, uh, you know, another week of socially distancing myself from everybody on planet earth so you know um sort of getting used to the new norm of life the way it is yeah i gotta say it's definitely been a change of pace even for somebody like me that was already maybe social distancing a little bit more because of some world of warcraft goals it's made it a little bit difficult to kind of get into this new mode of life that i was expecting to be getting back into after rank 14 because uh everybody's all of a sudden, going, no, not go, uh, not leaving, not going out right now. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's strange times that we live in. Even stranger if you've uh, been following, like, say, something like the Tiger King saga or something like that that's been captivating a lot of people during the quarantine. It's definitely kind of showed that we're looking for some distractions right now, more now than ever, I think, that it's been several weeks into this. Yeah, and it will be, it will be several more, I'm hoping... I'm hoping that sometime uh, this week we we hear the uh, the actual announcement for when ZG's coming out because I think that'd be a pretty a pretty welcome change for a lot of people playing re- playing Classic WoW right now. There's a lot of extra stuff you can do. It's good for alts. There's a couple of resets you can run each week, so that'll be a good addition for you know all the people who are who are stuck at home playing Classic right now. Right, this is a great time to have some video game related goals going, which is exactly why I think we're all kind of keeping our ear to the ground when it comes to the ZG news. 
I know I am definitely looking forward to that and I'm anticipating that we're gonna hear something, you know, maybe sooner rather than later, but I don't really have anything to base that off of. That's just, you know, a hunch that I'm getting because uh, it definitely feels like we've gone a little bit long of a stretch without Blizzard saying too much about what's going on. Yeah, I mean, they it's it's nice that they released uh, the Battleground Weekends in Arathi Basin a little early, but um, I mean, I, I think the, the, obvious, the obvious reason they haven't actually stated the the exact release for ZG is because it's been, it's probably been an adjustment for a lot of their people having to work from home. Yeah, and Blizzard's always been a company that tends to try and keep things a little bit closer to the vest, right? They're not the type of company that's going to preview. Their big thing, even from the my days back at working there, is they're going to polish the product first. And once they know what they're giving us, then they let us know. But until that happens, they, uh, they usually tend to keep it a little quiet. And because information's a little bit more susceptible to be leaked when people are at home versus at the office, I'm sure it's made a little bit of a change to the culture of the way business goes about at Blizzard during this time of uh, social distancing. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a pretty intense culture change for most people. I've got friends in industries where they would have never thought that working from home was possible, and they've had to adjust to it just because, I mean, there's no way for some of these businesses to survive without just letting that happen. A lot of, like, more, a lot of, like, high-security call center type jobs where they're dealing with like credit card information or pretty high level customer PII. A lot of that you normally don't want people working from home for because of, I mean, the security risk for it. But if those, if those companies want to really survive this, they, they have to, they have to become flexible. And one of the real possibilities from this entire pandemic, not that, you know, the pandemic is a good thing, but one of the real possibilities from this pandemic will be to see if, maybe these changes are good overall and can sort of stick for people. Yeah, there's definitely this thought of, hey, wait a second, maybe some of these functions can, you know, be done from home. Maybe it's going to change the way future generations look at the way we approach work. But one thing definitely remains to be seen. Until we get to the end of this, there's just, there's going to be a lot of constant adjusting to whatever we're kind of considering to be the new normal at this point. And at least as far as uh, we can tell, this is going to be sticking around for a little bit longer. And, you know, the age of video games and working from home will continue. But with that being said, one place we weren't social distancing was on the server of Grobulus. This past weekend, we had Grobchella. And I gotta say, this was the most incredible RP event I had ever seen. It was absolutely amazing. Booty Bay was completely packed. There was live stage shows. There was a live DJ set from Sobe. There was a game show. There was people everywhere. I even had somebody selling uh, a rogue and stealth selling me mushrooms. I mean, people were absolutely going crazy at Grobchella. It was uh, incredible and a huge congratulations to uh, Salem and uh, Black Plague. I unfortunately missed it due to something that randomly came up that evening. But it I've, I've been looking through screenshots on Reddit pretty much all weekend, and it looked like it was crazy. 
One thing I would definitely recommend to those of you who weren't able to attend but want to get a look at this, go check out some of the streams of some of the festivities. Sobe's DJ set is still up and it was absolutely incredible. I had my stream up just showing what was going on at, you know, Booty Bay at various places and times and just some of the various ways that people were celebrating. Um, but really, check out any of the streams from the performers that were at that and you can get a real taste of some of the energy and effort that was present at Grobcella. And, you know, just a huge congratulations once again. The Effects of it rattled all the way through the uh, WoW Classic forums even, and the screenshots were circulating of just, you know, really what felt like a true festival inside of WoW. And so just, again, a huge congratulations to those who put it on. I had a great time. It was awesome seeing so many people that I had, you know, not seen in, you know, since really the world PvP phase in some cases. And there we were out just celebrating our joy of WoW Classic when we can't uh, maybe be together in person, we can still stay and hang out together in game. One thing is for sure though, I'm definitely excited to see what the Azeroth RP planning committee has for us next because each event that they've done has raised the bar a little bit. So I can only imagine that after something that was as successful as this event, they are going to, you know, be out there trying to top it next time. Yeah, uh, I mean, It'll be a pretty high bar. Yeah, something tells me they're going to be up for the challenge, though. But one of the challenges we've been facing, regardless of what server you're on, it pretty much at this point has been with the amount of extra people staying at home and playing game, we've been seeing a return to the queue times that has just been absolutely... Well, in some cases, game-breaking, depending on what server you're on. Here on Grobulus, we've been mostly fortunate to not have anything too crazy in terms of our queue times. I've had a few queues here and there, but nothing crazy. But I've been hearing servers like Whitemane have been getting queue times up to 3-4 hours, and other servers getting long queue times as well. It's even prompted Blizzard to let us know that a change is on the way, but we haven't heard what that is just yet. Yeah, I, I only started hearing about these queue times too this week, and I I wouldn't I there's no way that like all of a sudden people just decided to flock back to the game at the same time. Like I've got to guess that I've got to guess that either something changed or I mean I guess randomly people could just all be coming back to the game. That would seem a little bit strange to me, but I've, I'm very curious what would cause that. Yeah, I think everybody kind of is scratching their head a little bit about this one as well. Just because it did kind of seem like it came out of the blue. It felt like we were sort of past the Q era. And then all of a sudden, they're right back with us. And people are starting to talk about, you know, them bringing back layering. Although I don't necessarily think that's what Blizzard is brewing exactly just yet. There's a good chance that... The solution is pretty simple for this, but we'll 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 see what Blizzard Blizzard comes up with because again, I really didn't even know this was a thing at the moment. Like, if you'd asked me, you know, what's what stability in this game looked like, I would have said that I I was pro I probably thought we were past that point. Yeah, this also just kind of might go back to the new normal that we were talking about before. Maybe that's what spurred this on. It's a little bit difficult to tell still just yet. 
But because it was so unprecedented and it lines up with that, it's definitely kind of led to that speculation. And again, on the other hand, just the, even the mere mention of them potentially doing something like bringing back layering temporarily, you know, I think that's, you know, a little concerning to some and maybe a, a breath of fresh air to others just because it does affect some of the other things that we've been talking about in previous weeks, like the Black Lotus situation, you know, or even just the resource situation at large, which has gotten a little bit more difficult as time has gone on and people have gotten it down to a meta and a little bit more of a science. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of implications for changing lotuses too. Uh, the the layering, I think layering would mostly affect the herbalism. It would probably be good for the economy though, if it was even if it was only for a short period of time, just getting more, just pu like pumping more into the economy might not be that bad a an option. I don't know. Well, one of the things, and we've talked about this one also as well, is that there was a glut of gold that got flushed into the economy that never really made its exit out and definitely seemed to be artificially inflated by that five player bot in Strathlome situation. And we're still reeling from the fact that, you know, there's just not enough Mountain Silver Sage and Dreamfoil and Black Lotuses to meet the demands of how many raiders are going and are willing to flask and, you know, quite frankly, want to do things like push the meters. And, you know, I'm as guilty as anybody as that. You know, I spent the time grinding out some good weapons, so I like to take them for a test drive when I get into the raids. But these aspects of us wanting to play the game at a high octane level has really also been that other guiding factor in not having the resources available. The fact of the matter is, is there's just so many people raiding and we all want to consume. Yeah, I know. I know we frequently like uh, go back and forth and talk about like what Classic Plus would really look like, but... One of the things that I think would, would, in all eventuality, be the most important would be to create um, a little bit less scarcity for a lot of these, a lot of these resources. Just because I, I really do feel like it is sort of a detriment to the game, like the infrequency in which lotuses spawn, which drive their prices up, because they're just uh, over time they're just going to keep going up. Like I don't think they're really stabilized at any value. Right. Until... The demand right now is definitely higher than the supply and the problem too with the supply is we pretty much have it down to an exact science there's always people trying to get practically every lotus spawn on most servers so it's lost that sort of organic field that it's part of gameplay and it's more part of a yeah if you're only if you're willing to put in the groundwork is this now going to be a thing for you? You can no longer just randomly stumble upon them in 99% of cases the way you would have organically at the beginning of Classic. And because some of these aspects are sort of eliminated from the game, it kind of you know begs to wonder if maybe certain things like Lotuses being a really, really low percentage off of you know, the major herbs similar to the way an arcane crystal is might be the right solution. Maybe it means there just needs to be more spawned or the spawn times need to be more randomized. It's really difficult to say what would be best serving for the community, although in the game and, you know, its current form is running pretty true to the way it did in Classic, other than the fact that there's way more people hunting for this stuff. Yeah, because in Classic you had a much, I think you had a much smaller percentage of the population 
wanting to go the extra mile and to have all the consumes every raid. Like there were, I'm sure there were there were plenty of guilds like the world top 100 guilds that were killing KT, but most normal guilds were like happy to have an Onyxia buff when they went to Molten Core or Blackwing Lair. They weren't like they weren't going to the lengths that we go to these days to get world buffs. Yeah, I would say if I can't get all of the world buffs before every raid, I'm a little disappointed in myself. And that's kind of a high bar to set for every single time you go to raid for everybody on the server when we're all sharing resources. But there's increasingly more and more people playing that way because there is a fun aspect to playing the game that way, right? Like, it's fun to do the most damage. It's fun to see if you can beat these encounters quicker. And on top of that, even just take advantage of some of the little min-maxing things inside of the raid, making it go a little bit more smooth, and therefore making the mood more fun and jovial. There's a lot of benefits to playing the game in that particular way but with the state of the game and the current amount of people trying to get these resources the scarcity is getting to be more of an issue the other thing that's becoming more and more of an issue is the queue times in battlegrounds for the horde side while on the alliance side the quality of game issues are still remaining and the two sides of it are still pretty much the same we have alliance kind of looking back at that time when they could play as coordinated raids and Horder looking back at that time of when the queues weren't, you know, an hour at best, even during all track Valley weekend. Yeah, I can't. So there are times where I go to queue for all track when I've got nothing better to do. Uh, Cause you know, I'm doing some work and I can just AFK while I wait for the queue to pop. And it's, I saw a queue earlier earlier this week that was three hours long. I sat in an alt-track queue while I was working for three hours. And when I talked to the Battlemaster, there were two alt-tracks going. And there are, what, eight servers on our battle group, on the Pacific uh, U.S. battle group with, I don't know, at least 50,000 players, probably like 35,000 per faction. How is it that there are only a, 160 people who want to play Alterac Valley at any one time in 60,000 people? Like, I, I there ha, the, queue has, the queue system has to be broken in some way. Well, one of the issues that the Alliance have continually been facing that's made the current meta in Alterac Valley much worse for them than it is in, say, Arathi Basin or Warsong Gulch is they're just never winning games. So the incentive to queue is really pretty low right now. And it's led to a lot of speculation on what the issue is. Perhaps it's the maps and the dimensions and things like that. I hear, I see a lot of complaints that the Horde are not willing to play the faster style of the game. But I think that goes back to the queue times. You can't really expect your opponents to play the game you want them to play. Um, but I am sort of intrigued with this idea of what if they did flip the map, you know, every once in a while, and that might actually add a fresh dimension and a feel to the game that might get a little invigoration from the Alliance side, and it also might address one of the issues that some of the players are having, you know, with the map not maybe being in favor with them in the current meta. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't know, I don't know how this, how, how to solve that. It's a... Uh... It's an odd situation to be in. 
Well, part of the problem with the setup that we have right now, and we've talked about this a little bit before, which is Alterac Valley in its current state, you know, it should be there, in my opinion, primarily for the rep grind and for solo PvP players, kind of more similar to the way that it was in Vanilla WoW. And right now, it just, it doesn't quite fit into any of those molds. And yeah, you got to do it if you want rep, but it's kind of a miserable rep grinding experience right now. And it doesn't really serve a place in the honor grinding meta. So it's just kind of feels like this lost place in World of Warcraft at the moment. I mean, it is. Uh, it, like, look, the, uh, I'll give you the example of what I, what I, what I did. I, uh, I was running GDKPs on my Warlock, who's my alt, and I realized partway through the GDKP that it was going to be more productive for me to spend gold on Nefarian's head for an offhand than it would be to ever try and get the Alterac offhand. Like, the, although the Alterac offhand has a little bit more spell power, the out the sheer amount of hours I would sit just in queue, not even playing Alterac, but just in queue, wasn't even remotely close to the amount of time it would take me to farm the gold needed to to buy the Nefarian head in a GDKP. So I'm just not going to bother. Like it's just a waste of my time. I've hit a similar crossroads myself with my mage. The original plan was to do the same thing. It was going to be grind out that exalted Alterac Valley rep, but that whole desire to sit in the queue just isn't there. But it's also not there for the Alliance, which is making the queues worse. Let's, you know, let's be real. There's a little bit of push and shove right there too, because at the end of the day, you do still have to be responsible for your own strategy and things like that as well. So when I do hear the complaints about, you know, things like balance in the map and things like that, it it sort of uh, changes the dynamic of what I, you know, I feel is true to the spirit of Alterac Valley originally. Yeah, I, it's, I, I don't really know that there's a great, there's a great solution to it other than, again, even to this, to this day, like it feels sort of conspiracy theory to me like to say that like there's something wrong with the queue but i just i can't believe that with all the people playing classic there's not more people playing than uh, you know two two to five ultra act groups yeah absolutely and it just that's going to be the new normal for quite some time and until something happens to change that i think that you know that's just what we're going to be uh, living with for a little while so with that being said let's shift our attention to what's going on on the server of Grobulus. So first things first, let's talk about our rank 14s this week. Huge congratulations to T-Set, Bon Hoovy, Pugilist, and Kalahid, all hitting rank 14 this week. T-Set, the only one on the Alliance side, and of course the uh, other three, the Horde side. Huge congratulations, you guys. I did not... Uh... I did not see that that Kalahid had had made it. So, grats, grats on that one. That's, He's uh, the uh, first warrior since uh, Emian and myself hit it just about a month ago. So, congratulations, you guys! Yeah, it is a pretty big, it's a pretty big deal, I'd say. Also, PvP-related news on our server. I don't have the spoilers for this. I don't have the results. So I'm going to tell everybody, go check this out if you missed it. OG Jeffrey's Duel Tournament happened this weekend. 
I caught some of it. I didn't catch the end result. So I'm going to wait until I have those to uh, spill those next week. But in the meantime, check out his stream. And if you're just looking for some great duels, go check out OG Jeffrey's Duel Tournament. You can find that on his stream. And I just got to give a huge shout out to him. Excellent play-by-play -play of the duels on his stream. Just some really great shout casting on that and a really exciting tournament all around. Yeah, I'll have to check that out as well. I haven't really been paying attention to it. I watched a little bit of like the original dueling tournament, but for the most part, haven't seen haven't seen any others since Classic came out. Yeah, there have been a handful that have cropped up here and there, but it definitely seems like OG Jeffrey is kind of working on a continuing dueling tournament circuit going. So I've got my eye on that and will definitely be uh, looking out for more things from him in the future. Also exciting thing going on on Grobulus right now, Yidikus Max is getting that 40 Druid Molten Core that we have been talking about every once in a while on this show off the ground. If you are interested, get in contact with him because... Sounds like Ragnaros is going down with nothing but druids. All you need. Now, he's... Is he Horde? I think he's Horde. Yes, he's a Horde player on our server. Yeah, so... It will have to be Horde druids, but... I do I do approve of the, the all-orange Molten Core attempt. It's gonna be... It's gonna be rough. There are a lot of bosses, like... They're gonna have to bring potions to cleanse Baron... And they're going to have to be, like for the mana burn, they're going to have to be especially careful dodging in and out um, as so their healers don't get affected by that or they're, you know, they're going to run into problems quick. But, uh, I mean, they're not going to have any problems tanking. Druids are pretty good. And, yeah, I mean, let's... I'm, I'm hopeful that they do well and we can see them do some more content. Absolutely. And, you know, just anytime someone's getting a challenge like this off the ground... It's always fun, right? Pushing the limits of what we can do is one of the great things that we can do in WoW to keep it interesting and keep it fun. And seeing something like an all-dwarf Molten Core be done when you know people doubted it for so long, seeing a 40-man Druid-only Molten Core is part of that. And it's going to be fun to see what other challenges people continue to challenge themselves with the more and more we learn about the game. It's interesting. We've even started to see like this new boosting meta that's been created through YouTube and watching videos of players that are learning how to clear dungeons and single pulls. There's still things being learned about the game and it's inspired more and more inspiration for ways to go about clearing dungeons and clearing certain encounters in the game and there's still be things being innovated even today which is which is so fascinating about classic wow yeah even some of the best boosters that i've seen on our server are still innovating different different dungeons uh just last night uh two of the top boosters that we have in our guild were duo boosting huge pulls in Strathholm as two mages instead of one just because the mobs are a little bit like scarier i'm not sure if you could get to a point skill wise and gear wise or soloing strathholms of, uh, of a possibility but yeah i mean it's it was it seemed like they were getting like at least 60k xp an hour uh at, at the high 50s for the people they were boosting so the boosting meta is is alive and quite strong right now for everything from from shadow fang keep all the way up to max level 
Yeah, I've been uh, playing around a little bit in Shadow Fang, not with my mage so much, but more with my warrior to get a little bit of golden weapon skill and level up some characters on the side. But what's really, you know, been fascinating is I've been learning some of the pulls on my mage for like for like Scarlet Monastery and some of the other zones is that it's actually quite difficult. It takes a learning curve and getting some of these pulls down has taught me more about the dimensions of the game and some of the ways that I can exploit the pathing and some of the different spots that I now know are safe that I didn't know about before. All of these little bits are still being discovered about the game, which just goes, you know, what else is out there to discover still really? Yeah, it's. I would have thought that we would have had most of it down at this point, but I'm sure there'll, there'll be some new things they find. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be very interesting to see, you know, what happens on that side. But especially with the Burning Crusade news having come out fairly recently, or maybe not the news, but that poll, which pretty much sparked the idea that that news was coming out. I think people are really looking toward some of those classes that they're going to want to have when that hits. So... The, uh, the boosting meta, as we said, is alive and well. And it's even gotten to the point where, you know, we were joking a little bit about it at first, but people are starting to look at some of the items in raids. It's going like, hey, wait a second. That's a pretty good item for boosting right there. This boosting, baby. Yeah, people are wearing, you wear like a little bit of resist. So you, you know, you're resisting these frost bolts or these nature attacks to get full mana as a mage. So, like, random items that you otherwise wouldn't have considered before somehow suddenly become good. It's pretty interesting. Well, I like that, too, because I'm not the type of player that... I don't really like to subscribe to the idea that, like, this is the best and this is the only way to do it. Because we thought like that 15 years ago and we found out a better way to do it. So, there's always an evolution to me. And just kind of being in tune with all of the different little things that you can do and all of the different ways that you can play the game is sort of a more complete picture. There's a place in the game for a lot of those items that we didn't think had a place now that we have a reason to use them because of this new meta that got created. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see moving forward like what other pieces end up getting picked up that are otherwise not sought after. Like what ZG or AQ drops just become decent because of this whole soloing grinding meta. Because ZG is going to bring it to a whole new bag of mage mage grinding with all the crocolisks and the ability for them to get exalted very quickly. Yeah, I know that's one of the first things on my agenda once I get to ZG, and I'm ready for that whole dungeon. But the you know first things first is you got to get exalted for some of those great perks that you're going to be able to get once uh, ZG drops. All right, Myth, well, is there anything else that you've seen going on that you want to mention? It's been a pretty quiet week otherwise. Um, like I said, hopefully we'll hear some news about ZG soon. Yeah, I'm definitely in the camp that says the sooner the better on ZG, so bring it on. All right, well, with that being said, thank you once again for listening to our podcast. If you liked our show, please like and subscribe on SoundCloud and on YouTube. You can find us on iTunes as well. And if you would like to get in contact with us, hit us up on the Grobulus subreddit. Hit me up in-game, Mickey Mao or Mao. I'm on all the time, and you can talk to me in-game. If you have any topics you'd like to hear about, let us know. And if you have something you would like to promote, an event, a RP event, a dueling tournament or something like that, you want to talk about it, let us know, because we would love to have you as well. All right. 
Thank you once again for listening to our show. We will catch you next week.